Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Digital Business Acquisitions Podcast. I'm your host, Juan Galvan. I've spent the last few years focusing on this exciting world of online business acquisitions, and I'm here to share my knowledge, experience, and insights with you. Today, we're going to be diving into a topic that's close to my heart. It's really allowed me to jump into this space and really make a difference. And so what we're going to be walking through today is the ultimate guide to buying a profitable online business. We're going to explore the journey of buying an online business from the initial preparation to the final acquisition steps. This episode is packed with actionable insights and practical tips that will help you navigate the world of online business acquisitions with confidence. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, this episode is for you. Now, why is this topic so important? Well, buying an online business is a powerful strategy that allows you to create wealth and achieve financial freedom, but it's also a journey filled with challenges and opportunities. I would prefer to buy an online business that already has existing customers, existing proof of concept. Uh, There's already been proven model right to work. And so that's going to be something that I would prefer rather than starting something from scratch. I've started multiple different businesses in my entrepreneurship journey, and based off my experience, I would much rather prefer to buy something that's pre-existing, that somebody's already spent the time, energy, and resources and built something up, than start something from scratch, because you just don't know if it's going to work. Now, before we dive into the ins and outs of buying an online business, let me take you back to where it all started for me. You see, I grew up in a Latino household and the youngest out of 11 children. Money was always tight for us and our family was often separated with my father frequently in Mexico. Growing up in such a large family, I quickly learned that if I wanted to stand out, I had to go against the grain. While my siblings followed traditional paths, I was drawn into the world of entrepreneurship. Even as a young age, I always looked for ways to make money, selling baseball cards, or different types of gadgets so that I could make some extra money. I saw entrepreneurship as a path to financial freedom and a way to break the cycle of financial struggle that my family had known for generations. My father wasn't around much, and I had to learn many things on my own. I learned from experience, from trial and error, but I also learned from books and courses. I immersed myself in books about business, finance, psychology, and personal development. I spent countless hours studying, learning, and preparing myself for the journey ahead. In my family, going to college and getting a degree was seen as the ultimate pinnacle achievement. But I had a different vision. I saw entrepreneurship as the path to creating wealth and making a positive impact. My story dates back to about 2016, where I quit my job and actually started to run my first business, and that business was a marketing agency. I started to help local businesses with their SEO and it was a great learning experience but then I ventured into a lot of different types of online businesses and I saw the potential and opportunity on not only service-based businesses but also product-based businesses and that's what got me started as a digital entrepreneur and I'm incredibly grateful to be here in the United States. I believe the greatest country in the world that provides endless opportunities for those who are willing to work hard and take risks. And so I saw these opportunities that were presented to me 
and I decided to seize them and take those risks. I decided to create the life that I desired, not just for myself, but for my family as well. I think being grateful for what you have is critical for getting more of what you want. I learned to appreciate every opportunity, every challenge, and every success. The mindset of gratitude has been a key factor in my journey. As I embarked on this journey, I realized that I needed to rewire my brain. I needed to change my mindset, my beliefs, and my relationship with money. I started reading books, courses, and a lot of mindset training to really transform my thinking. I learned to see money not as a scarce resource, but as a tool for creating wealth and making a positive impact. I also changed my relationship with money. I learned to see it not as something to be feared or hoarded or saved, but as something to be managed and invested wisely. The shift in mindset was a game changer for me. It opened up a world of opportunities and set me on the path to financial freedom. These experiences shaped my approach to business and life. I learned the importance of patience, persistence, and continuous learning. I learned that success is not just about making money, but it's about creating value and making a positive impact and through that journey and experience about becoming the best version of yourself. And most importantly, I learned that with the right mindset and the right strategies, anyone can buy a profitable online business and that's exactly what I'm here to help you do. Okay, so let's move into the first step in buying an online business. Preparation. Preparation is crucial because it lays the foundation for your journey. It's about understanding your financial capacity and readiness. One of the key aspects of preparation is credit optimization. Credit optimization is a process of improving or optimizing your actual credit score and profile to gain access to business lines of credit. Remember, we're leveraging other people's money to finance these acquisitions. The goal here is to not use any of your own money out of your pocket. I remember when I was preparing for my first acquisition. I spent a lot of time understanding my credit score, my credit profile, how it's calculated, and how to improve it and maximize it. I also explored different financing options, such as business loans, credit cards, and lines of credit. It's important to have a clear understanding of your financial capacity and how much you're willing to invest in an online business. This will help you make informed decisions and avoid financial pitfalls. A lot of people don't know that they can easily get access to 50,000 to 100,000 in lines of credit to finance their acquisition. It's all about having an optimized credit profile. Once you have that, then you have the opportunity to leverage that capital and acquire an online business. So how can you prepare yourself financially? Here's a few tips. Number one, understand your credit score. Your credit score is a key factor in determining your access to credit. Understand how it's calculated, what actions you can do to improve it, what are the different factors or criteria. Really dig deep into that. And it's unfortunate that this is not taught in school. However, this is something that you got to take on on your own and really learn exactly how it works because it's crucial for you to be able to get access to other people's money. Number two, explore different financing options. There are many ways to finance an online business acquisition from business loans to credit cards and lines of credit. Understand the pros and cons of each and choose the one that suits your needs and capabilities. 
my recommendation, and there's obviously going to be a lot of different ways to go about this, is to use your personal credit, optimize that, and set up an LLC and get actual business credit on that LLC. And the LLC doesn't need to have any age. It doesn't need to be uh, years in terms of history. It could be a brand new LLC because you're leveraging your personal credit to maximize and to get those lines of credit. And then number three, set up a budget. Determine how much you're willing to invest. This will help you narrow down your options and make informed decisions. Number four, seek professional advice. Now, this is something where you should consider consulting with someone who has experience uh, getting access to personal and business lines of credit. Uh, they can provide you with personalized advice and guidance based on your financial situation. And this can be someone like myself who has done this for uh, myself and other clients to go out there and get access to uh, 50,000 up to 100,000 in lines of credit that you can leverage, oftentimes at 0%, to acquire a business. So this is something that needs to be really considered. And oftentimes, it's the best way to go about it. Because if you go at this alone, you're going to go through a lot of different bumps along the way. And it's just going to be an easier process for you if you understand what to avoid, right? What to do, what not to do by having somebody there by your side. And then number five, be patient. Financial preparation takes time. Be patient, stay persistent, and remember that this is a crucial step in your journey to buying a profitable online business. Now let's move on to the next step in buying an online business, which is identifying the right business. This is a crucial step because it determines the direction of your journey. There are many types of online businesses, e-commerce stores, SaaS companies, software as a service, content websites, affiliate marketing websites, and many more. Each type has its own unique business model, revenue streams, and challenges. For example, an e-commerce store might generate significant revenue through product sales, but also require inventory management and customer services. Now, this is all depending on whether you're doing a uh, fulfillment like FBA, fulfillment by Amazon, or if you're holding stock. Or you can also be doing drop shipping, which is similar where you're not actually holding the stock. So it varies, but there are different types of e-commerce businesses. On the other hand, a SaaS company offers recurring revenue stream and scalability, but it requires technical expertise and customer acquisition strategies. When I was starting out, I was drawn to the world of e-commerce. I had a background in sales and marketing, and I was fascinated by the idea of selling products to a global market. I spent a lot of time studying successful e-commerce stores, understanding their business models, and assessing their profitability. One of the key things I learned is the importance of choosing a business that aligns with your skills, interests, and financial goals. For example, if you have a background in technology, a SaaS company might be a good fit for you. If you're passionate about a particular niche, an e-commerce store or content website in that niche might be a good fit for you. Now, this is just for your first business. As you grow and you actually start to acquire additional businesses, they don't all need to be in a niche or uh, a market that you're actually interested in. But I think the first one needs to be something that you're genuinely interested in so that uh, you can really maximize your skills 
and maximize the opportunity because there's going to be a lot of challenges, a lot of different things that happen along the way in your first business because it's never going to be nice and smooth sailing. It's always going to have different issues, problems, opportunities that come up. And so when you have something that you're passionate about in the very beginning, it makes it a lot easier. That's what I recommend in the very beginning, something that you're somewhat passionate about or have uh, some sort of interest in. Now let's talk about sourcing potential businesses. There are many ways to find online businesses for sale. Online marketplaces like Flippa and Empire Flippers are a great place to start. They list a wide range of online businesses for sale from small blogs to large e-commerce stores and even SaaS businesses and other service-based businesses as well. Business brokers are another good source. They can provide you with more personalized services and access to businesses that may not be listed publicly. Some reputable businesses brokers include FE International and Quiet Light Brokerage. Networking events, both online and offline, are also a good source of opportunities. They allow you to connect with other entrepreneurs and learn from their experiences and potentially find businesses for sale. When I was sourcing my first online business, I spent a lot of time on Flippa. I learned how to use the platform's filters to find businesses that match my criteria. I also learned the importance of patience and persistence. It took me several months to find the right business, but at the end, it was worth the wait. Let's move on to how to evaluate an online business. This is perhaps the most critical step in this process. It's where you take a deep dive into the business financials, business model, customers, competition, and market position. You need to look at the business's profit and loss statement, balance sheet, and cash flow statement. You also need to understand its revenue streams, cost structure, and profitability. Websites like Investopedia can be a great resource for understanding these financial concepts. In addition, you need to assess the business's market position. This includes understanding its target market, competition, and unique selling proposition. Tools like SEMrush, Ahrefs, can help you analyze the business's online presence and competitive landscape. When I was evaluating my first online business, I spent a lot of time reviewing its financials and understanding its business model. I also conducted a thorough market analysis to understand its competitive position. This due diligence process was critical for helping me make an informed decision. This is probably the most important part here. You'll have access to the capital, you'll put in an offer, it'll get accepted, and then you need to go into the actual evaluation, due diligence. This is where you really dive deep into the numbers, you look at all of the customer data, you look at the business model, the SOPs, look at the competition, what are some difference makers, what are some things that set this business apart from the competition. So this is really where you need to find out what are all the pros and the cons, where are all the holes, the gaps that you could potentially fill, but then also use as leverage to lower down the price. I believe one of my mentors, Dan Pena, mentioned due diligence is a euphemism for lowering the price. And so when you're going through due diligence and you find all of these different issues and problems and holes and gaps, because in the very beginning, the business is going to present itself as being top tier. It's perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. It just needs another owner or owner just wants to exit. 
a lot of different reasons why the business is for sale. However, when you go into due diligence, you're really peeling back the layers and looking at what the actual problems are. And so that's where you can come in and find these issues, these problems, and present those to the seller and let them know, hey, we found this, we found that. So our offer will be changing or be modified. So this is a really important part here, evaluating the business, knowing how to look at the numbers, how to look at the entire business model, and evaluate everything as a whole. So remember, evaluating a business is not just about crunching the numbers. It's about understanding the business's value proposition, its market position, and its potential for future growth. So how can you effectively evaluate a potential business? Here are a few steps. Number one, understand the financials. Learn how to read and interpret financial statements, P&L statements, balance sheet, uh, revenues, cost streams, net profit, EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, amortization and depreciation, just a fancy term for net profit. And then you also have another term, SDE, seller discretionary earnings, depending on the size of the business. And then number two, assess the business model. Understand how the business makes money. Is it sustainable? Is it scalable? Is there different products that you can include or add on? Number three, analyze the market. Understand the business's target market, competition, and unique selling proposition. Number four, conduct the due diligence. Review the business's legal and financial documents and contracts and operational processes. Consider hiring a professional to help with this process. I would really consider and actually recommend highly that you bring on somebody to at least do the legal documents and make sure everything looks good and that there are no pending litigation issues. That's going to be a big factor. And then number five, this is really important as well. Trust your instincts. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Trust your instincts, your gut, and don't rush the process. Now let's move on to the next step, negotiating and acquiring the business. This is where your preparation, research, and evaluation comes into play. It's where you turn your potential into reality. Negotiation is an art. It's about understanding the other party's needs and finding a win-win solution. It's about structuring the deal to your advantage while also ensuring that the seller feels satisfied. When I was negotiating my first online business acquisition, I spent a lot of time understanding the seller's motivations. What were they looking for? Were they looking for a quick sale? Were they looking for the most amount of money? Were they okay with terms? Were they interested in being involved in the business? Understanding these motivations really helped me structure a deal that met both of our needs. Finalizing the acquisition involves several legal and financial considerations. You'll need to draft and review a purchase agreement, and I highly recommend that you have a attorney do this for you. It'll probably cost you three to four or five hundred dollars, but I highly recommend it. Then conduct a final due diligence review and arrange for the transfer of assets. Now let's talk about transition and growth. Once you've acquired the business, you need a smooth transition. This involves taking over the business operations, managing customer relationships, and maintaining the business continuity. When I first took over my first online business, I spent a lot of time understanding the operations, systems, and processes. I also focused on building relationships with customers, suppliers, and employees. Growth is the next phase of this journey. 
It's about identifying opportunities to expand the business and increase profitability. This could involve expanding the product range, entering new markets, or improving marketing efforts. In my first online business, I identified several growth opportunities. I expanded the product range, improved the website's SEO, and launched social media marketing campaigns. These strategies helped me increase the business's revenue and profitability. Strategic planning and execution are crucial for business growth. You need to set clear goals and develop a plan to achieve them, and then monitor your progress. What gets measured gets improved. You also need to be flexible and willing to adapt your plan as circumstances change. And that brings us to the end of this episode. We covered a lot of ground today, from identifying and sourcing potential businesses to evaluating, negotiating, and acquiring them. Remember, buying a profitable online business is a journey. It's a journey that requires preparation, patience, and persistence. But with the right mindset and the right strategies, it's a journey that can lead you to financial freedom. As we wrap up, I want to encourage you to embark on your own journey of online business acquisitions. The world of online business is full of opportunities, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. Remember, the key to success is continuous learning. So keep learning, keep growing, and keep pushing forward. And most importantly, enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Digital Business Acquisitions Podcast. I hope you found this episode helpful, and I'd love to hear your thoughts or questions, so feel free to reach out to me and stay tuned for our next episode where we'll dive deeper into the world of online business acquisitions. Until then, this is Juan, signing off.